0: Hmm.
1: This is Brian uh, Pizzano, your your humble host for the evening. Lenny's not with us today; it's just me, and I'm I'm joined by our uh, our official first Infinity license correspondent, Azim Hader. Uh, am I Am I saying that right, Azeem? <laughs> Perfect. No. Hey guys, very <laughs> honored to be here. Yes. Great. But uh, but yeah, so Azim, uh, you know, I a wanted to. We have some in, uh, content that you uh, got for us. Uh, you know, as you've known, or as our listeners have known, we've uh, we've been following closely the Cynthia Nixon campaign for governor, Cynthia for New York. Uh, we were actually at her um, her inaugural campaign la- or campaign launch uh, back in February, uh, and I think Azim, that's uh, where you come into the picture. Really, it's like that's. How, can you describe how how we met? Absolutely, in- I. Clearly, very vividly remembered
2: that day because it was a massive storm in the city mm-hmm. and one of my buddies who was actually related to one of her PR campaigns invited me to her inaugural event. I was like, I'm not going to Best Village for that, especially because I work on the east side. Mm-hmm. But... Somehow I made it through the storm and there were like very handful of people in her inaugural session and she herself was like late in the subway So that's where I met Brian and his friends over there and we started talking about the campaign and we were all and I was like I never go to these events, but this is like really interesting But of course like her starting up ground was just her fan base Uh, But I was like yeah really wanted to see like give her a chance and see what she has to say
3: (laughs) And I clearly remember at that time we were really questioning can she win? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is it, it was like
2: so out of the box kind of concept. Yeah. And yeah. I remember Brian doing an episode of his podcast initially, like, can she really win? It was just a question. Now you're seeing the momentum that she has built so, like, within a few months. I think it's phenomenal. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I still don't know if she can win. To yeah, be yeah, yeah. But the momentum is so good. And yeah. And I remember talking to Brian about this that being a Wall Street dude, I yeah. was all about details. Yeah. Yeah. And I was a bit skeptical. I'm not going to lie about Cynthia's campaign initially, as I thought it was mostly taking off based on her Sex in the City fan base right. and had her able to offer in terms of actual plans. But boy, has she come a long way! Yeah, uh, I she still has a ton to execute. But I haven't worked with her personally, so right. I didn't really know how she gets how she is when she gets it gets down to details. But I literally two weeks ago I met Kim Catrell uh, at some like random
3: coffee
1: oh, really? event and <laughs> yeah. I asked her,
2: Do you yeah. really think can she perform when yeah. push comes to the shop? She yeah, yeah. said, Oh, absolutely. She is known for that very fact.
1: Oh, so yeah. I was like, Okay, yeah.
2: I'll take your word for that.
1: Wow, can Miranda from Sex and City really become governor of New York? And I, I kind of had the same. You know, it was the, the day her campaign launch was a very snowy day here in New York. I, Lenny and I just barely made it. We were like, should we go to this thing? Is this worth our time? Like, like we're like, all right. And then we for the podcast, we we're like, we got to do this. We got to see what's going on there. And we met a lot of cool people, yourself included, um, at the Stonewall at the can- uh, Stonewall campaign launch. So it was great. Uh, but yeah, it, it is interesting. Um, I wanted to ask you, did you did you watch the primary debate? Like the oh, yes. I yeah. What'd you think? How'd you actually, think she did? I was
2: actually mm-hmm. in her official primary debate watching party. Oh, nice! Yeah. and the crowd was of course like very cheerful, like very like sort of, you know, excited about it. And I personally thought like that was a turning point yeah. in her career. Yeah. yeah. In yeah. her like sort of a political career. Yeah. Because not only because she was so good, because Cuomo was so bad. And yeah. honestly, like body language was just so odd and not only in terms of the points he was trying to sort of put across it was just he was not confident enough he was borderline scared and was very defensive in like a wrong like in like a very like odd way that was not a really good defense in my opinion And I thought, like, she nailed it on so many points. Uh, She killed him with facts. She threw...
1: What do you think was, like, what was the biggest, um, what do you think was the biggest, like, of her platform or policy issues? What do you think was, like, her biggest, like, best case? You know what I mean? Like, what's her best political stance, or at least in the debate, do you think? I
2: think out of all the, like, sort of long list of her issues that she wants to hit, um, three stand out really, really, sort of, you know, specifically, of course, the subway is a huge one. Yeah. That, that actually, it's actually run, you know, it's like a partnership between city and the state. Yeah. So, basically, he was trying to say, like, even after eight years, the reason why I couldn't do what I said I would do is because New York City was coming in the right. way up New York State. Right, yeah. So, he was playing the blame game. So, subway is her number one issue, and then healthcare and... Uh, school e- uh, equality yeah, is like yeah. the other ones and then again the smaller issues like you know marijuana legal I mean
1: not really I thought the I thought the marijuana the, the, I thought the moderators were ter- terrible at the marijuana thing they're like wh- the, the question they kind of ask is like what are you going to tell your kids about smoking weed it's like okay come on it's 2018 like you know like it, it's like <laughs> it's like yeah, it's, why can't we just treat this like, like alcohol or something like that, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, you know. Which is actually alcohol, I, w- I would
2: argue, some may argue that alcohol is actually worse than Oh, it's marijuana.
1: definitely worse, it's it's definitely worse for you than marijuana, and it's just like, I don't understand, the, the, the moderators kept saying, they're like, well, what are you going to tell the children, it's like, pearl clutching, like, what are you going to tell the kids about weed, it's like, look, we can tell the kids that, it's like, yeah, don't smoke weed until you're an adult. And, you know, like, yeah, and, and, you know, do it responsibly and don't drive, like, you know, under the influence or something like that. And that's about, you know, that's the end of that debate. I just felt like, I feel like that was a, the mod, I, I feel like the moderate, if anything, you know, I, I agree with you that Cuomo felt a little bit like he was running scared a little bit. Uh, Cynthia hit him pretty hard on stuff where it's like, I think there were a lot of applause breaks when people realized that, like, uh, you know, how he kind of plays both sides and, he, you know, he kind of is like a little bit of a, uh, I guess I would say Republican and Democrats clothing sometimes, uh, and yeah. and it doesn't really deliver for the more progressive values of actual New Yorkers. Um, but I, I think the mo- I, overall though there there was uh, the moderation was I thought was pretty bad. Like the moderators didn't do okay. a great job. Yeah. But what are you gonna do? All right. Well. So uh, so Azim, we, uh, uh, we you recently got this interview with Cynthia Nixon. Uh, which is great, like a huge coup for our podcast. So I appreciate you being our first correspondent in the field. Uh, but how did you how did you land this interview with Cynthia? And uh, and um, what was it like interviewing her?
2: So I was like, oh hey, maybe it's a good idea for me to like actually write something because I'm like a part time like I'm not a part time writer, but like I used to be a journalism no, I was like okay. maybe I can like interview Cynthia. So I asked Caroline Murray. I was like, hey, would you be able to get me an interview? She was like, what? magazine New York Times or whatever I'm like oh, maybe not there but then I thought of your podcast like, <laughs> I've done podcast interviews and she was like actually we have not and it's gonna be a really good idea for you to like you know have a podcast interview yeah it was it happened right after one of her uh, fundraisers and we sat outside for like about 10 15 minutes um, and she was actually really
1: good in terms of like you know interpersonal chemistry. And, were you uh, do, were you a little were you a little starstruck or did you feel like or had no? You, right? <laughs> by that time, I had met
2: literally all of her, like you know, all the sex in the city, like entourage, <laughs> so many times. and she recognized me because she's seen me like in her like campaigns. So it wasn't like oh, we're meeting for the first time, oh, I'm a huge fan or whatever. Yeah, but uh, no. But then it, when we started the interview, it was just. Came down to details. I forgot who she was, and she was like in her political mode. Yeah. It was actually really good for me to like go back and forth yeah. with her, not just the questions, but basically like having an actual discussion.
1: Cool. All right. Well, then. So then, I guess now then. Uh, so thanks. That's a uh, that's great. So um, now you know. Uh, so everybody, this is uh, a Zeebs uh, interview with with Cynthia Nixon.
3: Oh, okay, Got it.
0: much better? Yeah. Awesome. No, so like just to give you a background, we did an initial episode asking people can Cynthia really win? Now you've come along so far in such a short period of time, the momentum is insane, and I don't think for a first timer it's incredible. Thank you. Now it comes down to issues, and our podcast people, who are very loyal listeners, they're interested in knowing about a lot of issues, but I'll just drill down to two main issues. People attack you saying that you're running a campaign purely on attacking Cuomo, and doing very little to sell yourself. So what do you have to say to that?
3: Well, first of all, I don't agree at all, but second, I think it's really important that we understand why a person like me would run, particularly run against a Democrat. It's really important for people to understand that we have a guy who's, you know, campaigned as a, as a Democrat but governed as a Republican. Um, and it's it's really important that in this moment, when we want to oppose the Trump agenda here in New York, that we've got a lot of rhetorical opposition but not a lot of policy that there are so many things that we could and should be doing in new york like for example expanding access to driver's licenses for undocumented people if we really want to fight against the trump agenda in new york when i'm governor i will do this on my first day by executive order because for an undocumented person not having a driver's license is the number one way that ICE is coming into communities and tearing families apart and turning new york into a police state Um, And the thing about fighting Trump in New York is we have the ability to do it. We're a really diverse, progressive, two-to-one democratic state. We should be the rightful seat of the resistance, but we're not, because we have a governor who is not progressive and is... Almost Republican governor, right? Absolutely, who has empowered the Republicans, and so it's why we haven't done all the things that I am running to do. like. Like, fight for single payer health care and 100% renewable energy and fully funded right. schools. Uh, there's there's right. there's so much. And fix the New York City subway. They right. also have a governor who doesn't like to fund things. Right. So,
0: speaking of health care, right, that's like one of the newer issues that I was going through your documents after documents, yeah. right, about also so many issues. Obamacare, right, came down in 2010, right, and Obama realized it was not as easy. Trump himself went on record saying, oh my god, healthcare is complicated, right? Surprise. So are you prepared for the complicated nuances of healthcare? industry yes, I mean reform no, it?
3: Yes, nobody is saying that this is going to be easy or quick. But we have to embrace it because we pay more than any other industrialized country for our health care and we have the worst health care of any industrialized country. Not only is it so wildly expensive, it's so, so, many, so many things are uncovered, and so many New Yorkers, but so many Americans in general, but so many New Yorkers are one accident or one diagnosis away from bankruptcy. So nobody is saying it's going to be easy, but it's the kind of a thing that we need to advocate for and we need to fight for on a legislative level, and when we get it passed then we will we will we will figure out all the steps of doing it. But the bottom line is we can do it in New York and when we do it we will ensure all of our people will ensure better, cheaper, without co-pays, without deductibles, and it will be a tremendous savings not just to our government, not just to individuals, but also to employers who will be able it'll be also a tremendous it goes job back in the economy. A tremendous job right. Rate. Right. Yeah. And
0: then you're personally motivated because I read your mother's story and then you have a Yes, my here. yes,
3: my mother, wow. right, so, my mother was discovered a lump in her breast when yeah. I was 13 at a time when she had just lost her job and she right. didn't have any health insurance and she had to run out and find the quickest job she could that had health care coverage and then she had, she decided she had to wait a month because if she went right into the doctor the next day right. that they would say this is a pre-existing condition we're not going to cover it. Right. Um, and we have we have so many people now, even if they have insurance, that are making those kind of calculations, I need this, I need to go in and get this checked out, I need to go and get this fixed, treated, but I'm not doing it, because I know how high my deductible is, and I know how high my copays are, and I know that I have to choose between paying rent and receiving medical treatment, which should never be the case. And that's
0: one of the reasons why people keep saying me, like, telling me that they're voting for you because they find you relatable. So you have a personal agenda, you're like a real person, like I'm talking to you, a real person, not a robot. Sure, I mean, right. right. I mean, so you have a story Right, to tell. I mean, I
3: got into politics fighting right. for public schools, right, yeah. because my, my kid's school was so defunded, and then I started fighting for the schools on the city level, and then on the state level. Right. Um, and it's exactly the kind of issue that the vast majority of New Yorkers really care about, but all. Politicians see is where can I shave the budget? Well, we shouldn't be shaving the education budget because there's no better be the investment that we can make in our schools and our state.
0: Thank you so much, Thank Cynthia. You. Thank, Thank you so you. much. Can I get a quick picture, too? Okay.
2: Would you mind?
1: Sure. All right. Here we go. Okay. All right. Thanks, Azim. Great interview. A really good job. Um, you know, again, very appreciative. We, you know, again, we kind of asked. You randomly proposed this idea to me. Um, I think I love these ideas. Yeah, it's just yeah. Like well, randomly, like, right like getting like, getting this interview when when we started this podcast, the idea of interviewing um, a star from uh, an actor who is also, well, you know, Miranda from Sex and the City. Right, right?
2: I come through when I say it. That's but right. I you, was just sort of like in the end, like because a lot of it is like very fluid. It's a process
1: of like really fluid so I didn't want to come back to you be like unless I was like actual done uh, yeah, play, that's, or a, that's fine I, I appreciate that uh, but I was just like hey, ultimately I'm, we're very grateful for you for doing this we are uh, we're come we're closing in on the end of the campaign so the the, the this will come out Sunday night Monday yeah. morning the elections Thursday um, you know I will certainly be voting as I assume you will as well yeah. um, but uh, what do you think our chances are going into Thursday? This is the first question I asked you at the event, by the way. So this is putting is a book fair? on the end. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, if
2: you'd asked this to me like six months ago or months ago, be like pretty low chances. But we have seen so many upsets recently, yeah. And the is really getting stacked up against you know the underdogs or yeah. the you know new kids on the block. Yeah, we've seen in recently recent election. Um, I'm still not sure that she'll. It's like a slam dunk, but honestly. Chances of winning are actually really high.
1: I think it's I think it's going to turn, it's going to depend on voter turnout. You know, it's like what people don't realize is that, and I've said this before on the podcast, is that New York State, the voter suppression in New York is real in the way that um, it's very hard to um, to get out actual Democrats to vote. It's like uh, you, the voter turnout in New York State is like abysmally low because yeah. um, the primary system is very flawed. Um, it's hard to even get registered as a Democrat in time for the election. Uh, And if you're registered with another party, it takes a long time to change. So if you're registered independent or registered Republican, it's very hard to... Like, the deadline for registration is very far in advance of the election, and it's done... A lot of people think it's done purposely so that less people kind of turn out to vote. So it's. uh, let me ask you this. People
2: who haven't registered... There's zero chance for them to vote or have an impact
1: they, on the campaign. Right they can't. Yeah, exactly. Only registered voters. Yeah. That's, that's the pure flaw right there. Yeah. In the campaign. Well, and that's a big. One, part, that's that's a, the momentum after the registration deadline. That's wow. like. Yeah. Um. You well, as you, you're highlighting. Actually, I mean, that's one a big part. That's a big part of Cynthia's campaign too. Is about how like you know we don't have essentially like I think she she one of her policy I think a big part of her policy platform I think is like increasing early voting so that people can vote, you can just vote early. Um, which is a, a way to game uh, voter turnout, potentially give more people uh, holiday time to take the day off to vote, that kind of stuff. I think she's she's floated those kind of ideas in her campaign, um, which I think is great and I think is right. Um, but, uh, you know, we'll see. We'll see. It, it's not going to go into effect until after the – certainly won't go into effect until after the election on Thursday. <laughs> so, yeah. so we'll see. So I, I think, you know, she's definitely – I agree that there have been – you know, you said the underdogs have been doing it pretty – um, consistently in recent memory in elections, you know, you think of Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez uh, in the Bronx and Queens, and you think of uh, Andrew Gillum in Florida. You know, it's, uh, I think Cynthia probably has the steepest tilt to climb out of all those people. But, you know, she, she, I think she's going to cut it close. I don't know. I can't really say I, I agree with you that it's going to be close. I think it's going to be a lot closer than people think. Um, but, you know, Andrew Cuomo is like an establishment, you know, machine po- politician. He's an establishment in New York state. There's a lot of people upstate who have, uh, you know, who are, I think, very much indebted to and in favor of Andrew Cuomo. So we'll see. I think for me, it's going to be it's going to come down to how many people actually turn out to vote. Uh, so everyone remember to go vote on Thursday, September 13th. Uh, you, know, you can Google your voting polling station wherever you can. Um, it's, uh, pretty, pretty easy to find where you can vote and where you are registered. So I endorse that, but, uh, Azeem, I think we're going to, cu- we will call it there, but do you have anything, last things to say before we, uh, we go into the, uh, we're, before we sign off, I suppose.
2: No, uh-huh. yeah, it, it was fun hanging out with you guys. Hope you guys can continue this podcast and make it, you know, a little bit more political because <laughs> If she wins, you're going to have
1: so much material. I think, yeah, I think we do have to come out of like, we're on a little bit of a hi- hiatus right now because after the live show, we were kind of like, we have to figure out our new, our new format. Um, but, uh, but yeah, this is, I think a tra- good transition into the new, the new world. And I think honestly, as even if she wins on Thursday, we got to, you and I have to go pop a bottle of champagne or something. Yeah. Yeah. All right, cool. All right. Um, So Azim, have a have a great rest of your Sunday, and uh, you know I think from there, let's definitely hang out soon, and we'll uh... yeah. All right. Cool. Pleasure. Thanks, Azim.